Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Cash Talk. I'm John Kasher, and I'm here once again joined by co-host Mason Thorne. Mason, how are you, mate? Going well, thank you. Going well. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I think me and you have both kind of got that that really bad kind of cough slash throat thing going on. So we'll try and smash this out and see how we go. So we do apologise to everyone in advance on the last episode. You know, I was a bit croaky. It sounds like, uh, unfortunately, Mason's got the same thing. Hopefully, I didn't give it to you, but... I apologize if I did. Um, but Mason, um, today we're going to be speaking about a um, topic that maybe not a lot of people are speaking about, but maybe are thinking in their heads. And that's really around the fear and uncertainty into in, heading into 2023. Yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, maybe what people are saying, because maybe if you say it, it makes it more 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 real in your mind, if you say it. I think a lot of people are thinking that 2023 is going to be a very, very hard year. Um, we're talking things like rising interest rates, Falling property market, falling share market potentially, potential recession, job losses, all this good stuff um, <laughs> that potentially is going to happen, which can be quite fearful. And if you watch the news every night, you'd be you'd be um, quite scared. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fear um, going on, and um, this is just the normal cycle that everyone needs to be aware of. Is that there's going to be cycles of greed, and there's going to be cycles of fear, and um, at the moment, we're heading into that fear cycle. Yeah, it's definitely in that fear cycle. Man, we've had we've had a really really good run though. I mean, like COVID, of course, was pretty scary, but in terms of investments, it was fantastic. I um, mean, mm. we had a very good period of time for investments, but now we're sort of twenty twenty two has been a bit more of a flat down year, um, mm. and twenty twenty three might be more the same with these rate mm. rises and people just yeah just need to bunker down and just. Mm really, really focus on the things that we can control. Because I know, John, in, during these times, we can sort of get really worried about all these things that are happening. But worrying doesn't really actually help it, though, does it? Because whether we worry about it or we don't worry about it, these types of things are going to happen regardless. So control of controllables, I think, is a, a really good piece of advice here. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest, yeah, 100%, I think the biggest thing around this is around controlling the emotions and the behaviour. And being aware that all of this fear is usually causing your emotions to sometimes get the better of you. And I can, I, the conversations that I'm having with um, a lot of people, um, not necessarily clients, but maybe potential clients that want to work with us, is that they've just got this fear over their head of not being able to kind of go past week by week and really kind of get to the, get to the next stage. And, you know, rising interest rate costs has been a big one. Job security, has, I don't think, has yet been felt in Australia so much, okay? Like I'm talking stereotypically but that's that's to come and it's to understand that building an action plan about what you can actually do to kind of sort those things out now let's let's talk about for example um the economy okay inflation is running at a at a really really high rate um us overnight um coming out and oh well no overnight not for increasing cash rate again um because you know their inflation is running at about seven percent you know, um, they want that down. Australia wants it down. World wants that down. 
when you're talking about inflation, inflation is a country growing, okay? It's essentially thriving and it's growing. Unemployment's usually low and governments around the world are tightening to try and bring that economy down. So there's a lot of things to be fearful of, okay? But at the end of the day, you can't control that. Like you can't single-handedly control what's going on. It's around what can you can control in that scenario? Battening down on where you spend your money and how you spend your money, okay? Christmas time, things are still packed. People are still buying gifts, still going out to restaurants. And I fear that they're living on debt. Um, they're not actually living on their savings. When you talk about the fall in, in, in share price in the stock market, if you're in accumulation phase, even if you're in preservations phase, if and I mean when you're in like drawdown phase, falling in share markets essentially means that the value that you're paying for the profits that that company's got, you're actually paying a less of a price. So for me, I actually want the stock market to fall. And people might be like, John, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I just want to buy amazing companies at a cheaper price, okay? When the property market is falling, I'm actually getting more excited, okay? And we can look at the bond market. Bond market has had a massive, massive crash because interest rates have started to rise, inflation has come down, bond prices have come down. Am I more attracted to the price in which bonds are today than where they were six months ago? Yes, I am, okay? Because they're cheaper. For the value I get, for giving up my money on that, it has become more attractive. So we need to start working through turning what might be a fear of the unknown to start actually knowing about the unknown, like knowing about the unknown, actually starting to build a game plan around that. And so a lot of these things you're talking about at the moment, um, yes, they're fearful, yes, they're a concern, but it's around how are you actually acting on that and what you're actually doing about it. That's exactly right. I know that it's we can't control what government's going to do with rising the rates up or trying to get tamp this property market down and just trying to shrink the economy, as you were saying before, regarding inflation. So we can't control that. So what can we do? Buckle down, cash flow, master that cash flow. Because, I mean, there's a pretty hard time to be doing this because with Christmas coming up, of course, it's, it's definitely a time when we're spending more money than you usually would. And I know I'm spending more money than I usually would as well. It just seems like there's events going on, there's end of year drinks happening there's all this stuff that's sort of happening so it's hard to hard to really buckle in but you gotta realize that now's it's a really really different time and as you said yeah. we're still seeing lots of people going out to restaurants doing all this stuff so i living on borrowed time and borrowed money potentially mm -hmm. so it's you get if you're gonna do it now it's it's gonna lead to more pain later on so yeah. that's something you can really can control even though it might be hard to do so at the moment i think it's really important that if you can't afford it, say no. Like no, it's a pretty powerful word. Um, it's hard to do, but it's mm. it's something you might need to do for the sake of your family and for the sake of the budget. Mm. And it, 100%. And I think the other thing is around, if you look at this logically, the landscape of the investment landscape, most asset classes are trading at a discount right now. So... I'm quite excited, but also why am I excited is because I've got the framework, I've got the process, I've got the people supporting me as well too in regards to getting to where I need to get to. And then therefore I can then execute on that knowing that I'm in a pretty sound position. But has this position came from two weeks of getting my shit together? No, this has come from years and years of preparation. And what ends up happening, Mason, I remember like my journey probably really starting off 
around the Iraq war time, like 2003. But at the time it hit 2008, I wasn't prepared enough. Like I was still young. I was 20 years of age at that stage. I was kind of like on the legs of starting my business at that point. And I wasn't prepared. I remember saying to myself, like, this is a really, really bad economic event. And yet I could see the opportunities that were presented to himself and I couldn't take advantage of them. And I promised myself that I could, like, I'd never let that happen again. And when COVID happened, I was more prepared, well more prepared. You know, we're talking about, you know, what was that? 12 years later, okay, um, well more prepared. And, you know, looking back at what I did in COVID, you always say this, you wish you'd done 10 times more than what you did at that point in time. Yeah, but the reality is, is I, I stuck to my game plan. I stuck to my logical framework at that point in time and I stuck through it and I pushed through and I came out the other side much, much better for it. Now I'm approaching another correction where potentially we're talking about a global recession, okay, potentially, okay? Another GFC kind of economic event, maybe not that great because we're talking about a financial system that was completely broken at that point in time, but, you know, we're talking about a, a, a recession here. How do I feel about it? Well, I feel like I'm prepared more than I've ever been prepared for, okay? On the way up, I took my profits on my assets, on the way down, I bunkered myself down with good cash reserves, made sure my cash flow with plan was the sound, made sure money's going in and we're going out the right way, accumulating the right assets when I needed to accumulate them, but sticking to my game plan. So now that I'm coming up for like the third kind of big one in you know the last 20 years, say, that's why I feel the way I do. Okay. And you can't predict, but you can prepare. It's been my mantra for a while now. You know, um, that's why it puts me in this good state. So if you aren't prepared, you need to start preparing, okay? Um, but if you are well prepared, well, then it's going to be tested now. Yeah, I can tell you. Um, but you can also take advantage of some amazing opportunities that present themselves. Now, that's a really good point. And I think it comes to what, what my next point around investing in your course in your risk profile. Mm. So now's been a really great time to really get a sense of, who you are as an investor with markets going down things it's been quite a quite an eye-opening experience for a lot of people because a lot of people have never experienced this before so it's like you put money into an investment it goes up all the time so it's like oh investing is easy bang 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 now starting to see that volatility come back you start to see who you really are as an investor are you someone who can handle the volatility or are you not there's no right or wrong it's just what can you handle and are you invested too aggressively or you're not aggressive enough. So having the risk profile right, and as you said, like you took some profits when the markets were going well and you bought when they were low because you know what your risk profile is. You know that oh, I can take some profits here to put myself back in line. So knowing this is crucial to take advantage of these opportunities that you spoke of before. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think as well too, is having someone that's not yourself looking at your money creates that kind of unbiased view of what's going on. And, um, you know, it's around, like when you talk about risk profiling, the problem that people have had is that if your only economic crash or only thing that you've seen and you can remember is the COVID crash, that was like the biggest like wrong way of learning about a crash than ever before. Because essentially markets were going up, government forced 
economy to shut down. I can tell you that's like never happened in like any of the textbooks, anything that I've happened that a country has actually come out and said, we're shutting down an economy. Yeah. And then to turn on economy, they literally just went like, how much money can we print from this printer? Yeah. And go bang and put it in. I think the US like put into the market, I kid you not, like $5 trillion. Like it's like, of course it's going to recover and it recovered like unbelievably yeah it just went absolutely bang and if you think i'm talking crap go have a look at the s p 500 yeah index and go have a look at the recovery once the stimulus was put in place or even knowledge of the stimulus put in place it skyrocketed okay and that pretty much happened across the board across all markets that you know it was the quickest recovery in like history okay so what we're feeling right now is a proper downturn, okay? That event that happened a couple of years ago essentially delayed probably what was really going to happen on its course up out of the other bull market or other recovery that happened. So, you know, inflationary times, cost of living pressures, um, tightening in monetary policy, this is all standard in the economic cycles, okay? it's This is bread and brother textbook stuff that, you know, we're talking about right now. It's not to say that it makes it any easier. It's just when it comes to then your risk pro profile and risk your appetite, if you're looking at it and going, nah, that was easy, you know, you, money, money went down, look, it, the markets went down, markets went back up, you know, my job, mm, it was pretty cool. Like the government just supported me until I kind of got back. That's usually not the way the cookie crumbles in regards to a normal economic cycle. So I wouldn't be basing yours on that. I'd be basing it really on how it is cu currently today. No, I think that's a. I think it's a good piece of advice there to just to yeah to, to take uh, to say check and to see what's going on there. But I think John as well. What we're going to see, um, and I think we're seeing it already as well, is with this fear and uncertainty going on, people are going to sit on their hands, aren't they? Like it's going to be. Like, oh, I'm going to wait until the market bottoms. Mm -hmm. What do we say to those people? Good luck. Um, that's the honest one. Um, Reality is, is most of the people in in the um, that I would say are sound professional investors uh, have been looking for opportunities th throughout. Like I always say, like you always got to be prepared. Okay, always. It's like if you're going to buy a property, like so people say to me, like John, how like often are you looking at buying a property? I'm like, I'm always prepared to buy one. Um, like I'm always in the market. Okay, doesn't mean that I'm going to buy one every single six months or 12 months. No, like I do have a pretty strong strategy in regards to how much property I need to accumulate. But I'm also, if someone's willing to sell me a $3 million house for 300 grand, I need to be prepared, yeah, um, to take that on board. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly the same way that you need to be in the stock market. And you also need to look at your overall asset allocation. So for people that are looking at sitting on their hands, I think you need to also be understanding that there's a lot of people with a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines willing to take advantage of what's going on because they see the opportunity and they see things trading at a discount and they need to rebalance their portfolios to ensure that these growth assets are being accumulated at this point in time. Okay. Now, when it comes to the bottoming of the market, most investors that have been through these times before or been through worse, yeah, understand that you only know the bottom once it's passed. Okay, now usually speaking, the bottom to when you make your decision, you've missed out on the most amount of gains. Okay, um, and for people that hit the bottom and get it exactly right, you know, 
Um, just to put it in perspective, the bottom of the COVID crash, yeah, was March 2020, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I bought a property on April 2020. Yeah. Now, did I do I kick myself and go, oh my gosh, I didn't buy the bottom? No, I was looking from like January. Yeah, I was looking from like December when that was happening, like actively looking. Um, you're never going to get the bottom. Never going to get it exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, you might get it right a little bit. But the other thing is, is that when you look at that event and you look at myself, did I, um, did I know that the market was going to not just continue to keep plummeting i didn't know yeah i didn't know that that was going to be roughly the bottom of the market yeah i only knew later on that that was ended up to be roughly the bottom of the market because when i was making that decision it could have easily kept turning the other way fortunately for myself the government did exactly what i thought they were going to do and just went bang with the printer the you know the money printer um and that kind of changed the game all right but do I look at myself as a wizard? Do I look at myself that I I did what I wouldn't clients to do? No. Okay. Um, you know, there was clients out there that I remember at that point in time giving them phone calls saying you need to rebalance your portfolios because your the correction has corrected so far out of line of your risk profile and your asset allocation, target asset allocation, that we need to rebalance. Yeah. And we don't like to rebalance often, but because that specific event happened so deep quickly, yeah they were way out of line, like very, very quickly. So we had to do kind of manual rebalances to get them back to where they needed to do. And, you know, they, at that point in time, had to be accumulating um, shares at that point in time, a lot of them. And um, I remember one guy that was with me for about seven years before I called him and I said to him, mate, you're, um, you're really out of line. You know that cash that we've been storing in the sidelines for all of those years and you were saying to me like, John, why don't we use this? Why don't we use this? Why don't we use this? I said, we need to start using it. And he's like, I thought you'd never make the phone call. I said, well, mate, you were never really out of line of your overall risk profile. You were where you needed to be. Yeah. But right now you're not, you're way more conservative than where you need to be. We need to top up that cash into your stock portfolio. Now, did the guy make an absolute mozza from that decision? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but it wasn't me trying to time the market. Okay, there's rules based logical decisions in regards to why that needed to be done. And guess what we did once the market recovered? Can you take a stab, Mason? Probably more taking some taking some profits off the table to getting back into where we needed to be because you were yeah, as you said, you would have made a bit of money from that from that decision to re, rebalance at that point in time. So just keeping it there, just keeping it there. So if you're sitting on your hands and thinking that the bottom's going to happen, think about the strategies, think about the solution, think about your risk profile, think about all that, and what should you logically be doing? You should not be sitting there trying to time the market and trying to say, I know more than everyone else, and trying to say the bottom is going to be on December 28th, 2022, and that's the time when I make, need to make the decision. All right? Well, and a good. lot of the... And a lot of these, sorry, Mason, and a lot of these assets that we're buying, remember, we're not buying them to hold them for two seconds. We're, we're buying them to hold them for a long-term position. So because we're trying to buy them for a long-term position, you think about it, like, you know, an asset that's trading 30% cheaper than where it was, say, at its highs, yeah, yeah, it might go down to 40% cheaper, but you're still at a discount. 
you know, so um, you're still starting off at a better base than where you were. And I know people get fascinated with like, oh, 40% down is better than 30% down. I get that. But your ability to get that spot on, what is it? I think like Buffett alone in regards to picking the right companies is like four out of 10. Yeah. Um, and he's like probably one of the best investors of all time. And his track record as in regards to probability is not that big. I was listening to a doc, a, a um, a short series about him and he was talking about um you know if he had his time again he probably would have just invested all in the s p 500 simple okay um and so yeah there's a lot of learnings that need to be had but right now where people are fearful and sitting on their hands do what you can do do what you can control control your cash flow and when these things are starting to creep in typing the market you know fear and risk well um you know, my honest opinion is you need to look in the mirror and actually see if you're up for this. And if you're not up for it and you think that you can invest and and um, it's going to be easy, well, now is the time where um, money's being made by the people who know what they're doing, okay? Um, everyone can make money when everyone's making money. It's when everyone's losing money, where people make money, that are the true champions in regards to wealth creation. No, 100%. I think your point, your point there around the COVID bottom there was – that March 2020, if we think back to that time, March 2020, like COVID only really just sort of started. So picking that as the bottom, you have been a pretty special person to be able to pick that because as we as we saw in hindsight, COVID went on and still going on now for so long. Like if you were waiting for COVID to sort of turn around, for Mark's then turn around, it doesn't quite work like that. Like we are probably never more fearful in March and that's where it's sort of, we've been the best time to invest. So while it's all well and good to say, I'm going to invest at the bottom, what's your psyche like at that point in time? Like at that point in time, like you're thinking, oh, is this, what's what's going to happen? There's just so much unknown. You're not going to then put all your money in the market at that point in time. Like it's just so unrealistic to think you're going to be able to do that. So it's mm-hmm. it's not just picking the bottom. It's, it's the psyche around as well. Like there's just no way you're actually going to do that. And if you did, mm-hmm. congratulations. But that's just luck. It's not skill. And I think sometimes yeah. you get confused when we do make a good investment decision that it was actually more luck than skill. It, mate, there's a lot of lucky people in Australia. Yeah. Okay. A lot of lucky people in Australia. But I can say to you at that point in time, I've never met so many gunners in my life. Yeah. At that point in time, Everyone was like, I was, I'm going to buy a property. I'm going to invest. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And some people may have, but if we did it, most of them done it, not when the worst was being done. Okay. It was when the optimism started to come back into the market and the government reassured what's going on. Okay. Now, like I said, that is you jumping on the gravy train. Okay. What, and this is, this is, I just want to be making sure, be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful, okay? This is a Buffett quote. It's one of his most famous quotes. Is one of his best quotes, okay? Right now is the round starting to control um, control those controllables and the uncontrollables don't, okay? If it's emotion making your decisions and you can't control your emotions, go seek professional financial advice, professional help to get you through. You can't afford for your financial future to be ruined because of your fears and your emotions. 
100%. So I think to, to rehash on that, so a controller can control it. So what is controllable? Cash flow, fees, investment allocation. They're the big three for me. Is there any, yeah. any of this there, John? Ownership structures. How you own your, own your, how you own your assets. Yeah. Um, and, and also, I think your, your own behaviors. Yeah. Okay. And when we talk about behaviors, I'm more getting deeper in regards to um, what are you doing to change them? 1% every day get better. Okay. Um, when you go to the gym, it's about first just rocking up to the gym. Yeah. That's the first bit. Okay. Next bit, becoming better and better and better and better. So, you know, um, there's actually a lot of things that people can show, but they're definitely the main ones. No, definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so if there's one one takeaway from this podcast, John, then what uh, mm-hmm. what would that be for everyone today? Yeah, my biggest takeaway from this is, listen, there is a lot of uncertainty going on, okay? With investing, this is normal, something that you've got to get used to, and in uncertainty creates volatility. And when we're talking about volatility, we're talking about prices going up and down. We're talking about... Um, you know, sensitivity in the market, okay? When uncertainty is around, when fear is around, is when the best opportunities present themselves, okay? And when you're looking at something and you're looking, for example, as your balance going down, think about, am I going, like, with it going down, should I be adding to that, okay? Because the reality is, is that, when you're looking at should I be adding to it, you've then got to take into other considerations like your cash flow, your debt, your all of that stuff, okay? But the other thing as well too is this. Most people see red in the stock market, see red in the property market and run away. They get scared, okay? Actually for us, it should be like a, a for sale, you know, like those sale signs, yeah, Christmas sale, yeah? Sale, 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 sale. Green means... Things are going up. Prices are going up tomorrow. Yeah, prices are going up. Prices are going up. Like if they re- if they rephrase the words in which they're presented in, people would probably have a different psyche around that. It's about you training yourself to have that psyche as well. That's a really good call. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should change um change those apps, John. We should bring out our own app that has the flips mm-hmm. flips the colors around. Yeah, it's never been trading at a discount price that it is today. It's on sale. It's sale. Yeah, and exactly. And when it goes to green, you know, it should be like, you know, prices are going up. Yeah, uh, people are concerned about what the price is. Like, yes, that would have a totally different dialogue in regards to that. And there's a whole other story around how people are trying to just take your money away from you. But I also want everyone to know that I appreciate the fear and the uncertainty that's going on. And don't think that me and Mason are coming out here, you know, uh, disregarding um, people's concerns about what's going on. What we more want to say is that there are opportunities presenting themselves. There are abilities for you to change the way that you feel and the way that your uncertainties can be. And if you are fearful about a lot of this stuff, well, you need to get you need to get your act on and also start to say, well, listen, are we are we prepared enough to do this on our own? Okay, or do we need to seek that that professional help to getting to where we need to get to? And I know that other aspects of my life. I am a very much an advocator of, you know, if I am struggling in certain areas to reach out for help. And I think finances is one of those ones that a lot of people try and DIY it and do it themselves. And that's okay. Okay. But your finances are so important to the, your well-being 
that you can't let it go astray. And especially in uncertain times and in, in, in disastrous economic scenarios, you need to go seeking a help to kind of get you through if, you're, if you can't do it on your own. Yeah, I think what I'm saying, I think, yeah, finances, it's a bit taboo to seek help around finances and talk about it and all this type of stuff, which which actually falls prey to what people want, like the, the society wants. Like we want to keep these things secret, income secret, all this mm. stuff, but it doesn't do any of us any favours. Um, so mm. the more you talk about it, the more the more help you seek, the bigger it be. It's like anything, isn't it? Like it's, as you said, like get, if you need help with something else in your life, like if you want to, cook better you go to cooking class mm. like it's just it's, mm. it's it seems simple but it's it's a bit more difficult than than that it appears yeah and, and and our circles around us don't celebrate it enough you know i think someone going and seeking professional financial advice should be something that's celebrated um not to be something that's like oh you know why are they seeking financial advice for um but mason this has been a great topic and obviously um we'll try and j jump on next week it's going to be close to christmas but we'll see how we go um but for everyone, thank you very much for joining joining uh, today's session and hopefully we've left you some golden nuggets uh, in regards to the, the times right now and trying to get you through some of these uncertain times. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at thejohncasher and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.